I would put it I'm on the bun. You can fit the pickles. You can put fit the pickles in the pickles. You can fit the pickles in there. You can fit the pickles in there. Come on. Pickle chicken sandwich. Take it away, John Friggin' Smith. Welcome to the rabbit hole. How did we end up on that rabbit hole? Where all you knew is wrong. <laughs> and rules are just suggestions. I like the pipe. Made up as we go along. Shut up, Corn. Fuck you. And who knows what you'll find here Maybe heaven or your worst fears Whatever it may be It's yours to keep forever Just in time, you've entered a rabbit hole Please, go down further Where there's philosophy hidden within stupidity My uh, nipples are sweating <laughs> What are they doing to that chicken? They're punching holes in it. You know, what? I want to teabag that. Hank Azaria. He can make weird noises. You're fucking weird. You guys are horrible. Bunion ring? Like, I, I wouldn't eat those. What the fuck? Hey. Even if it was Paul Bunyan themed, like, you know Anyone? what I mean? Like flannel onion rings or something like that. Like, yeah, I had a heart attack. Fuck you. It's a sunny, shiny day. Yeah. <laughs> Fat people need love, too. And welcome to the rabbit hole. You were just in time, and I am Millie Van Nielsen, one of the JNT baggers. I'm alone right now, but I'm pretty sure the guys will be here a little later on, but I'm kind of recording this just in case. <laughs> yeah, you see what I did there? But yeah, I, uh, yeah, I don't actually like it when we miss weeks, and usually since we've gotten the boys back and whatnot, I was kind of like, oh, I'm done doing solo episodes, because... I should at least be able to get one of them here. <laughs> and so far, honestly, when I haven't been able to get either of them, we just haven't put out an episode. But sometimes that happens too often. So, and I actually got some shit to talk about, too. So, um, yeah, before I even go into anything, thank you, Mr. John freaking Smith. There will probably be another thank you, because I probably won't even tell the boys that I recorded this, and we'll probably just get together, and if they come up, if they show up, then we'll just record it like it's a whole new episode. And I'll put this at the beginning, it'll be just be, it'll just be between us, you know? They won't know about it. They don't listen. They, they won't know about it. And if they do, neither of them can do anything about it. <laughs> I have the control. I have the power. Okay, um... <laughs> so yeah, before I even go anywhere, I want to thank Mr. John freaking Smith for his beautiful song, Yours to Keep, that still graces the beginning of our episodes. You can hear the song in its entirety. At johnfreakinsmith.com <laughs> had a brain fart for a second there. But yeah, head to johnfreakinsmith.com and check out that album, Songs of the Great Collapse. Filled with a lot of other great tracks, along with yours to keep. Moving on. And actually, speaking of John Freakin' Smith, uh, that actually, he actually is responsible for one of the topics I have for you today. Some movies suck, and some are great, but I'll review. Late reviews with the boys from Just In Time. Um, well, a little backstory. I've probably mentioned many times on the show that I have not had Netflix since like 2011. <laughs> and that's a long time to miss Netflix. I've missed a lot of originals that have come out. But over the last couple of weeks, I've actually gotten access to Netflix. And I gotta say, I'm like a pervert who just discovered internet porn. Except I'm just watching Disney movies and shit. <laughs> but, oh my god. 
yeah um <laughs> drop my piece so yeah uh yeah been watching some netflix stuff and the first thing i decided to go looking up actually on netflix was something that mr john freaking smith asked for a late review for probably like a year and a half ago and neither of the guys were willing they both have netflix neither of them was willing to go watch it so i don't know why but neither of them did so when i finally get netflix well when i finally got it i decided that would be the first place i'd go for a sitcom a netflix original sitcom called disjointed which has since been canceled and you know had like two seasons or two parts i guess it was called on there but uh yeah i watched the it's still on there so i watched the entirety of it every episode just to be able to give them uh you know what i mean uh, an actual honest review for Mr. John Friggin Smith. It's late in every sense of the manner, so I guess it kind of fits us with being, uh, you know, with us doing late reviews. So yeah, moving on to Disjointed. This is the one starring Kathy Bates and a few other people that I barely recognize. Nicole Sullivan, I do recognize from Mad TV. But uh, yeah, um. <clears throat> First off, I'm going to say I'm old school. When it comes to sitcoms, like that style of sitcom with a laugh track, whether it's a recorded audience or just a laugh track, I don't give a shit on that one. If you're going to use the laugh track, I'm used to it more being clean. Not fully clean, but, you know, I mean, we've been compared to that 70s show, even though we're not subtle. One thing that show did was like, you know, there were times when they danced around actually talking about smoking marijuana. <laughs> They never actually came out and said it. They just, uh, they hinted at it, you know, let's go down to the basement, you know. Yeah, sometimes it wasn't always as subtle, but, you know, a show that's fully based around just being in a weed shop and, you know, everybody's like puffing away just nonstop. Well, not nonstop, but Kathy Bates' character was like pretty nonstop, always hitting a vape pen. Which, speaking of that, I've got a little vape pen next to me. You might have heard it clicking just now. Um, yeah, I've got in my cartridge some sun, Sunset Sherbert. It's not bad. It's pretty good. Very discreet way to smoke pot. If you've got, if you're in a state that's got legal, whether it be for recreational or medicinal, I would definitely recommend testing out. You know what I mean? Some, I would say if you're a lightweight, don't hit it very hard, but, you know. It's weed. People tend to tend to hit it as hard as they fucking want anyway. But, um, yeah. <clears throat> Back to the show. Uh, Alex, what are you doing, pal? Oh, hey, Dimitri. I was just going to put all these signs that I made to promote our new satirical sitcom podcast, 2000 DC. Dude, it's an audio-based format. Yeah, so I was going to put these all over the place so people could read them so they can... Oh, I see what you mean now. <laughs> yeah, there's no way people are going to know that we're on Podbean and various other platforms if they can't read the signs. So, so wait, hold on. Do they just have to wait till Saturday when we release? Pretty much, yeah. Ah, well, the heart was in the right place, I guess. So what now? I guess I'm throwing away signs. You're throwing away signs. <laughs> um, 
not not only were was weed like a front runner, which kind of like was weird for me having that old school mentality towards sitcoms, but they were cursing. Which I get it, it's a Netflix thing, so it's not on network television they're allowed to get away with that kind of stuff. I understand that aspect of it, but I mean, having, like I said, having, like, the laugh track thing going on, and then having, like, just Kathy Bates just like, yeah, fuck that shit. I don't know, it took some of the magic away from some of the funny. Some of the, I don't know, it wasn't, even though I wasn't expecting cursing right away, it still, like, it, uh, it took away some of the funniness of some of the cursing that, you know, usually happens in comedy movies and shows. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, (laughs) Other than that, some of the characters were kind of, eh, kind of bland, kind of, there was a lot more song and a lot more cartoon break-offs than I was expecting, which kind of threw me off a little bit. I get it, they were being artistic and whatnot, but, eh, I could have done without a lot of it. And it didn't all contribute to the story, either. And, uh, I have to say this, too, uh, I think, I think Mr. Smith was, (laughs) I think the reason why Mr. John Freaking Smith requested this uh, particular late review was to have a little insider review, kind of a, you know what I mean, for accuracy purposes. Eh. Yes and no. <laughs> as far as uh, our weed shops, I can't speak for like Sanford, for like up north or whatever, Humboldt County, that kind of stuff. Or even LA. I, I can honestly say I haven't gone to LA for weed stores. That's the prices I always hear are ridiculous. I've looked on weed maps. But, um, yeah, most of the shops I've gone to the, here, our shops are are similar to that, whereas you have weed behind counters and, you know what I mean, people selling it to you. But it's not out in the open like that. Like, there's parts, uh, like in the first episode even, where they're just, or I don't know if it was in the first episode, but somewhere in there where People are able to just go up and grab joints just out of a jar like it's all, you know, I mean, customers. No. Weed shops know that weed is expensive and that they're not going to give that shit away for free. The biggest problem I think I had with it, accuracy-wise, was the security guard desk being in the middle of, like, the shop and the front door and all that being one big, I don't know. Sitcoms I know like to use, especially for a dispensary, considering they went and had like the grow section where they were, you know what I mean, they would break off to this little weird hippie guy that honestly wasn't funny to me, he was just weird. (coughs) So it was the karate guy, I I didn't like a lot of the characters, they were kind of a little bit too generic almost, too expected, but uh, back to the accuracy part though, That's, that's the main grit, the main reason for this. Um... Most of the weed shops that I've gone to, the security guard might be at the desk checking you in. Yes. But he's not. There is a wall between him and where the bud tenders are selling the weed at, though. That was a major problem I had there, was that, realistically, that security guard was not secure at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, he might have been there acting as a bouncer almost, but not really. No, those places, they have to let you in. Like, the, the couches and shit. Those are all in front of the security desk in a real weed shop. And there's a wall between, like I said, a wall behind that security desk that they have to let you in through a door to get in where the weed's being sold. That's usually how it works. Can't I can't speak for everywhere, but that's for every weed shop I've gone to, that's how it works. 
the, there is a separation between checking in and going in. You know what I mean? Otherwise, it, hell, like the hell they've shown it. So if there's nobody at the desk, people just kind of walk in and go walking around, looking around. No. Maybe one day we chops will get to that point where there's just like, hey, welcome. But most of the part, especially when you have to have a doctor's recommendation. Yeah, you, you there's no uh, there's no just walking in and seeing everything. You 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 smell weed when you walk, but yeah, yeah. That's all I'm saying. Checking in with the security guard—that's usually a much more secure type process. More of a, if you don't check out, you're not getting anywhere near the weed. <clears throat> so uh, yeah, pretty much that. Uh, the rest of it though, I honestly, eh, was okay, but nothing really to bellyache over. I wasn't. Uh, I can say my—I've already said my least favorite character is the hippie and the karate guy. And the, uh, my favorite characters were probably Kathy Bates' character and, uh, the, uh, the security guard, actually. The security guard was actually the only character that really, they were the only two characters that grew at all, really. Everyone else was just kind of there for the ride and ended up back at square one by the end of it. Whereas Kathy Bates' character, you know, by, by the end of it, Hell, she got pretty much a send-off where it was, you know, you could tell they were, they knew it was canceled or it wasn't coming back. Um, and yeah, the security guard had like the, uh, he had like a PTSD thing he was going through. So he was developing as the show went on. But, uh, yeah, the, but the Kathy Bates son, who I believe was the writer of the show as well, probably my least favorite character actually of them all, more than the karate guy and the hippie. I don't know, didn't like him, didn't like his voice, didn't like his, his style, and that's sad, I know I'm supposed to, because I'm a mixed guy, I'm supposed to be, he, he should have been the gay, for, no, hell no, a gay for a day would have had to have gone to the security guard, definitely, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the Asian chick, I, I'm not gonna lie, I watched all that shit, don't remember any of the characters' names, that's fucked up. That's how kind of unmemorable the characters really ended up being, though, too. I like the security guard was Carter. And Ruth was the, the was Kathy Bates. That's as far as it goes for me, though. Can't remember the son's name. Can't remember any of the other characters. And yes, I was smoking a shit ton of weed while watching it, but that's, that's besides the point. <laughs> the, the whole point is, yeah. Accuracy, I'll give it a... I'll give it a, a 7 out of 10 for accuracy. As far as funniness, I'd probably give it a, I'd probably give it like a 4.5 out of 10 on funny. And you know, as far as interest, yeah, that's probably the... It should have appealed to me, I know. You know, being a pothead, it should have, it should have been right up my alley. And honestly, the, the, the basic premise, mother and son, first off, the majority of the premise already with the whole struggle between mother and son selling pot and son wanting more control but mother kind of steamrolling him that's like what like the final four or five seasons of weeds was was the oldest son arguing with the, with the mom on that one trying to sell for more control over the weed business so it kind of i don't know eh, i wasn't I wasn't really impressed with the premise. I kind of felt like the 
writer or director or whatever might have shoehorned himself into the story, into the show, and wasn't really making it work. I don't know. Uh, like I said, take away the laugh track, add more of a like a weeds t- style, like a, a little bit more serious at times. I mean, they try to get serious, but let's be real. Almost every serious part of that movie or of, of that show, almost every serious angle they took was seen from seven miles away. <clears throat> you know what? Fuck it. I can throw it. I, I'm throwing spoilers in. If you haven't watched it by now, you're just as late as me. It doesn't fucking matter anyway. <laughs> when they first introduced the PTSD in Carter, the security guard, you know it. You see it coming from a fucking seven miles away, like I said. You see it coming. I forgot what the clue was, but it just him mentioning that he did time in Iraq, you knew that was going to be something. They, they don't just throw that into a show and not have it come up. So you saw that coming. And that's cool for, you know what I mean, having awareness of things like that and pretty much trying to send that message, you know, try to get help. But, you know, there's not always help. (laughs) And civilians can't always, never know what to say to fucking, yeah, I'm not even going to get into that one. But the whole point is, uh, and then later there's another more serious part where, uh, well, not more serious, but where uh, Kathy Bates' character is towards the end of the whole show in general the second season or whatever, she's been, you know, seeing this, uh, this old guy, and, uh, the son says something about never seeing her so happy, and almost pretty much saying welcome to the family, and the old guy gets a look on his face like he's worried, and then he breaks up with her, it's, you saw it all coming, his face changed, okay, he's gonna, obviously he doesn't like the idea, like, already you knew he didn't like the idea of wanting any kind of commitment then when he up and breaks up with her out of nowhere you know exactly what it is because as soon as she oh why would he be wanting to why would he just up and end it hmm why else that's when it's suddenly like yeah they never like you saw it coming that's why i said because they never mentioned why he got a doctor's recommendation for medical marijuana cancer patient oh not a surprise it happens, yes, it happens in real life, but we, it wasn't set up in a way that we were surprised. It was very, very, very visible. And I think I hate that with TV sometimes, honestly, is just, uh, sometimes they give it, they make it too much of a giveaway. I don't know. Um, <coughs> I don't know. I, uh, I used to, I mentioned Weeds, the show Weeds. Was, I think it was on Showtime or some shit. But, uh, I was watching that. I, I Getting back on Netflix, I was able to finish off the last two seasons that I hadn't finished, that I had never watched. So I get into watching that, and instantly I was reminded one of the things I hated about that show, especially binging it on DVDs or Netflix, is that uh, the recaps give it all away. Because the recaps don't always tell you what happened in the last episode. They're telling you shit that happened fucking seven seasons ago just because that character's making a comeback. So yeah, um, so the parts of that show were kind of ruined, but some part, you know, I, I finished that off. That I'd say if you want to watch a fucking a weed selling mom, yeah, don't don't watch Disjointed, watch Weeds. You get all your drama and shit too. Actually, it's probably funnier too than Disjointed. Eh, 
I got a soft spot for Kevin Nealon. I won't lie. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that being said, we're about 20 minutes into it. We're close enough to it, actually. Yeah. Yeah, you had the intro and shit. Yeah, we'll be at about 20 minutes about now. So, uh, yeah. I want to remind you to check out johnfreakinsmith.com, of course. And uh, I keep forgetting to mention sometimes, check out 2000DC, hashtag 2KDC, sitcom podcast. A satirical sitcom podcast. Check it out. Me and the boys got some parts in there, some small parts. The more you check it out, the more likely we are, the, the better our chances of being in season two. So check it out. It's, it's pretty fucking funny. And it's a clean show, too. You don't hear the J&T... When you hear the J&T baggers, we're not cursing at all. It wasn't in the script. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. This is probably going to lead off to... uh, Some of this might even get cut out. And just lead off right to... Me and the boys talking shit, shooting the shit. Getting into some shit. Talking some shit. That's what I said already. But, uh, yeah. And uh, since I have Netflix, if you know of something... That you want us to review on Netflix. I am finally open to it. The boys aren't always jumping on net, on late reviews. But I am your man. So yeah. Let us know in the comments. Whatever comments. <laughs> whatever you're on. Let us know on social media. We respond to shit if you talk to us. It's not like it's all the time. So it's not like we're sifting through a shit ton of comments and shit. So hit us up. Let us know. At JNT Podcast on social media. Drop us a voicemail, 951-3943-420. And yes, I had to slow down because I was forgetting our goddamn number. But yeah, hit us up. Let us know if you want any late reviews, any battles you want to hear. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's about it. Yeah. See, I can, uh, very tight and efficient. Very tight and efficient. I'll have some comedy next week. 